This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. It's Taco Tuesday! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Throws wide open receiver Tyreek Hill, and you're not going to catch him. Hill down the east sideline taunts Devontae Harris as he rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Miles spins, stays on his feet at the 45. He's got blockers in front of him. 30, 10, 5, touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. Number 5, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. Got that wood right here. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online worldwide at midkansasonline.com. Happy Halloween. I am Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the spookiest man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Happy Halloween. Do you feel a little a little shriek in the air? A little ooh, a little boo, a little whoo. Halloween spooky time. You no. feel it? No. Why not? <laughs> it's too cold. It's, it's Halloween. It's spooky. It's supposed to be kind of cold. It can't be Halloween when it's 25 degrees. Aren't, aren't ghosts cold? Isn't it when a ghost comes through you that I you get cold? I don't know. You don't know? You don't have any experience I'm in not, the ghost I, I, department? I, I haven't talked to any ghosts. <laughs> Steve was very surprised when I had Michael Jackson begin the show. Are you a big fan of the Thriller album? I, You know, there was some stuff of Michael Jackson I actually really liked. I really did. Like Thriller? Is that no, it? Thriller wasn't one of them, no. You didn't enjoy that? The big music video? Uh, what is it? Uh, Heal the World. I think that was a song. I like that song from Michael Jackson. I don't know that one. Yeah. and Any uh, other Michael Jackson songs you can think of? Uh, not offhand, but I, there's some stuff that I like. <laughs> what about The Way You Make Me Feel? No. I didn't what, like that. What song. about Billie Jean? Hmm. <laughs> but there's some stuff I did like. You just like had, what? Yeah. You just don't know any of them? I, I just can't think of it offhand. <laughs> okay, well, great start to the show today, Steve. It's a busy, busy Thursday. It's a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. <laughs> and, I forgot to, and I forgot to run out Fearless Forecaster, so you need to print one out while you're on your You're doing all right, Steve? I'm doing fine. I'm just worried about you. You're slipping. I'm so cold. I am just so cold all the time. <laughs> well, Steve, it's a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. It's also the end of the baseball season. Right. But there's a big announcement that I want to say here in just a second. Did you get to stay up late and watch Game 7 of the World I Series? I actually did stay up, and then when it got to, like, what was it, 7-1 to one or 8-1, to one, I went to bed. Once Once uh, Washington took the lead and then uh, got the 6-2, to two, I think, is when I, I went to bed. So well, I was worried about you because you were snoring a little bit in about the sixth inning. Well, I didn't know I, if you were going to make I was, it. I was exhausted yesterday. I, I went hard yesterday. You did. Did you, did you, were you surprised? Were you all right with the outcome? I know you picked the Nationals yesterday. I, I was. I, I thought going into the series, Houston was a better team. But when you got pitchers like Strasburg and Scherzer and Corbin, uh, that's a pretty tough combination. And Howie Kendrick is just a gamer 
when the month, when the game's on the line, he is really a gamer. Of course, he hit the grand slam that you know propelled him past the Dodgers. Uh, then he hit the big home run last night that proved to be the game-winning home run last night. Houston's bullpen just fell apart. I still don't did know. Did you feel bad for Zach Greinke? I, I did. Zach Greinke pitched a heck of a game. Uh, my big wonder was why you get Garrett Cole up and then you don't put him in the game. You bring in Will Harris instead. Maybe Garrett Cole just wasn't feeling that. Remember, he just pitched a game. a couple. He'd been on two days rest. He might have just said, hey, I just don't have it. I used everything I had in, in uh, game six or game five, I guess it was, and didn't have anything left because I was really surprised they didn't bring him in. I wasn't disappointed in the Astros for bringing Grinky out for the seventh inning. I didn't think that was a bad decision. I didn't think it was a bad decision to pull him when when they did. He had just given up a home run and then I think walked the next guy. So they had a man on base. But his pitch count was still relatively He was at 80, finished with 80 pitches. Yeah, he was still manageable. And that's why I thought Garrett Cole would be a great piece at that time. And plus he's such a alternative to Grinky Grinky right king of the cunning and guile and soft tossers and uh, I thought Grinky was great last night you know I hadn't seen Grinky pitch for a while I didn't realize he'd lost so much velocity yeah I mean what's he 90 91 is probably as hard as he throws doesn't throw much harder than uh, he that probably threw what 95 when he was with the Royals probably threw it through very hard and that, that was but he, he was he more, was a little he's different more about change-ups and curveballs and things like that all the slow stuff I love sloth tossers. So the baseball season is over. The Washington Nationals win the World Series. And what a strange decade, Steve, as we have wrapped up that's the decade. Right. No Yankees championships in the decade. Well, no Yankees World Series appearances in no the decade Dodgers either. Dodgers World Championships. You had three by the San Francisco Giants, 2010, Early. 2012, 2014. Right. You had the Cardinals in 11. You had the Red Sox in 13 and in 18. You had the Royals in 15, Cubs in 16, Astros in 17. I don't think I missed any. And then the Nationals this year. There were some random teams that won World Series in this decade. It just shows you don't have to have a $300 million payroll to win the World Series. It helps. It does help, but... It helps get you close. Look at the Royals' payroll when they won it. They were still... $7? No, they were... They weren't spending much. They were about $130 back then, probably. They weren't spending much compared to some of the other teams. No, and look what happened to them. They couldn't afford any of their guys anyway. They all left, and they tanked. Well, Steve, the story of the day, as it broke from the Kansas City Royals, I guess they were waiting for the playoffs to get over with. Some other teams announced their managerial decisions earlier, but the Royals have made their announcement. The new manager, the 17th manager of the Kansas City Royals, is Mike Matheny. Yeah, what a bad-kept secret. I mean, that Matheny's basically been, it's been six weeks. You know, everybody pretty much knew. Everyone pretty much knew. I kind of wondered who else they even looked at because it seemed like Matheny was their guy from the get-go. Now, you know, I, I, my Cardinals, my beloved Cardinals, uh, he managed them for a long time. I just, sometimes I question some of the things he did. He's uh, For one thing, he's pretty aloof with the media. And, you know, of course, in Kansas City, that doesn't matter because you only have about three guys, four people that cover the game. It's not like New York where you got like 60 reporters after the game. Kansas City's probably the most laid-back place in the uh, in, in all of baseball, to, you know, to, to cover a team because, you know, maybe Tampa Bay. You know, I, I, you, think, you look at the attendance figures, you know, those, those teams just don't they have – They might have more media people than fans. Oh, that's true. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, it's unbelievable how good Tampa Bay is and what a joke their fan base is because they have no fan base. I mean, they get 9,000, 10,000 game. They play in that 
hideous ballpark where you can hit a fly ball and gets lost in the catwalk, you know, stuck up there. And uh, it's too bad Tampa Bay isn't in a city where the fans would turn out in big numbers. Well, back to Mike Matheny. Okay. I am not against or for this decision. I don't really have an opinion. I, I don't think he's like the greatest, most exciting it's what pick. You, it's what you'd call a blah. It's really it's vanilla. Meh. Vanilla. Meh. Just don't really care. But the thing is right now, Steve, it's not really about who manages this team. It's about the guys that they get up there at some point at the major league level. Right. Right now, I could be the manager of the Royals, and not a whole lot would change. No. Because they just don't have the talent at the major league level. They don't level. have the pitching. They don't have the bullpen. The everyday lineup's okay. Of course, Alex Gordon, we don't know if he'll be back. But it's going to take until they get a well-established lineup. Well, I mean, you saw what Ned Yost did at the beginning of his tenure as the Royals manager. They did nothing. They didn't do any winning until it, they got their yeah, their guys up there. Stockus got up there. Salvi got up there. Hosmer got up there. They made the great trade that brought Eski and Lorenzo Cain. Then they kind of filled in. You know, they had Alex Gordon. And then in order to win it all, go win the big one, they had to bring in a couple more guys. Yeah. Your Ben Johnny, Zobris, your Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto, yes. So even with Ned Yost, who might go down as a Hall of Fame manager, it's possible. That's a stretch. He's won a World Series. Well, there's he's a lot been of in two. Davey Martinez has won a World Series. You, you never know, Steve. You think he's going into the Hall of Fame? He's been around a long time. Not that I think he really deserves it, but you never know. When we get down to the end of the day, he fell out of a tree stand one time. You never know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is he is regarded as a great manager. Is he not? Yeah, I mean, even, even with a losing record. Right. He's regarded as a great manager. He won a World Series, played in two in a row. But even with him, a great manager, it took them time to get going. And then whenever all their players left, they weren't any good. So to me, the manager spot is not really that important well, at this stage. Now, when you are the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Houston Astros, once you have your established guys, you need the right piece. You need the right chess master at manager. But right now, to me, it doesn't really matter who is out there. They don't have any kings and rooks and pawns. To they, they don't have with. anything to de- to work with right now. Right. So I'm not real concerned about this until the Royals make it to the World Series well, or, or they playoff least, contenders. Could they at least just for once produce a big-time starting pitcher? When's the last time? Zach Greinke was the last really good pitcher. Yeah, and he spent only, what, six years with the Royals? Yeah, well, of course he came up when he was 19, but, but uh, they used him as trade bait. That's right. So I don't really have a great reaction to Zach or to Mike Matheny today. I w- wish Zach Greinke could have done a little bit better last night in terms of his team help him out, but well, good for, for him going for out and doing innings, a good job. He was fabulous for six innings. Up. Yeah, that is the ultimate in cunning and guile. Anthony Rendon, big home run. Oh, he's he's going to go sign a mega deal. He's a big play. Now Garrett Cole is a free agent as and, of right now, and it, and it makes it sa- you know when you listen to the announcers and everybody talk. It's almost like there's no way he's going to be back with Houston next year. You don't think Houston would, you know, with having been in the World Series two of the last three years, that they'd have the money. Garrett too Cole, many other guys to sign. Garrett Cole's 29 years old, though. He's going to be a really good starter for six more years. You don't back up the truck and, and sign him because Verlander, Justin Verlander's like 37 or 38 years old. Grinky, you know, he's 36 years old. Garrett Cole has got to be their foundation pitcher. So 
I don't know what they're going to do with Grinky. I mean, he signed a big deal, but is he really worth the money he's getting paid? Who knows? Yeah. Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, it is a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. McPherson taking on Abilene tomorrow night in the round of 32, week number nine. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, it is Halloween. Yes, it is. But it is also a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. Yes, it is. You don't seem very enthused about the <laughs> Halloween thing at all. Well. Why not? You're from the town that celebrates and has a big festival that's about right. Halloween. Halloween spelled backwards. Neowalla. They've already had Neowalla. Maybe that's why. It's already over. I figured maybe you would come in with a witch hat on and a nah, cloak. Those, 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 days are, those days are past where I used to get into <laughs> Back in your prime. Yeah, back That's in when my you would prime. really do it. Yeah. What's your best Halloween costume you've ever had? I think a St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Okay, player. that's a horrible costume. Well, something I, better than that. Well, other times just put a mask on, and the only thing I remember at Halloween is one night it rained about three inches, and I'm dragging my candy back to the house, and somehow I got my bag. It, the water got it, and all my candy fell out in, in the water. That's why you got to use a pillowcase. Well, I never heard of that, but maybe they do that in <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Steve, you crack me up. Well, you want to talk about some bullpup football? Let's talk about some bullpup You don't want to talk about no, Halloween? No, no. <laughs> let's talk bullpup football. Well, Steve, they take on the Abilene Cowboys tomorrow night, week number nine, the round of 32. McPherson is 8-0, Abilene is 0-8, and these teams have already seen each other this season, a 48-3 win for McPherson at Abilene back in week number four, and that was a game where the bullpups jumped on them quick, it was over at halftime because some weather was coming anyway. It was going to be a running clock either way. But this is a McPherson team that understands the task that is at hand tomorrow and then also still has an eye on what could be happening next week and the weeks to come as the playoffs continue to progress. Yeah, and if you go to midkansasonline.com, I've got my preview of McPherson Abilene. I kind of like you know, what Coach Pav says. He says, we talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is Goddard. And he says, we don't lie to our kids. They know Goddard is going to be the opponent next week, but you still got to take care of business at hand, but you still think about Goddard. So you got one eye on this game. You got one eye on Goddard and uh, just, just come out and play solid football. Everything will take care of itself. You know, don't come out just, this is a hard game. I can understand that from an emotional mental standpoint for the Bullpups, a very hard game when you've beaten a team by 45 and uh, and know. not just that, it's a hard game for Abilene, too. Right. They are 0-8. They just made a long road trip out to Ulysses last week and lost. They now have to turn around and come here to a team that has already beaten them by halftime. They've had guys that have left the program. They have had guys that are hurt. It is a tough, tough time for Abilene football. And so, for both sides, I think this is a very difficult game. Yeah, but I think it's e actually it's probably easier for the Bullpups 
because they've got some want to. I don't know about the want to for Abilene. They they just want to get the season over with, get ready for wrestling and basketball or whatever you know winter sports they have. Swimming, maybe some trap shooting. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, trap shooting. But uh, uh, Abilene is going to come here just wanting to get the season over with. And if the Bullpups just I they come out like they did last week against Circle, they'll be up thirty five nothing after a quarter. I thought they really did a. Good job of not playing down the circles level last week. I thought they came out very focused. Cody Stuffelbean will be back this week. Now, how much he plays, I'm guessing if it's 21 nothing after a quarter, he'll probably sit the rest of the game. He just needs to get some reps to knock off the rust. But we all know what's coming up next week. Goddard's going to take care of Rose Hill. Goddard's going to be here. And we know what a good football team Goddard is. Forget the 3-5 and five record. Look at the schedule they played. Look at the guys they've had hurt. You know, they're getting guys back. They have a lot of good guys on defense. And remember last year, the Bullpups were averaging about 50 points a game when Goddard came to town and Goddard held them to 14. So they've got the defense to to play with anybody. Steve, our weather tomorrow night might be a little cold. cold. The high tomorrow, according to the Weather Channel app that I have on my phone, says 51 degrees. So that's probably, what, at 3 o'clock tomorrow Mm -hmm. afternoon? A low of 26. So that means probably throughout the most of the majority of the game tomorrow night, 30s. Yeah. Maybe dipping down into the 20s. Low 30s. It's yeah. going to be cold. But no snow, no rain. Hopefully none of that. No, it's just going to be a crisp, cool fall evening. Steve, as for the other games going on in 4A West, you mentioned Goddard playing Rose Hill. They are the only team that actually plays tonight. So we will know going into the day tomorrow if McPherson will be playing Goddard or Rose Hill with a win. And I would assume somebody on the coaching staff will probably head down to Goddard just to see him up close and personal. I'm sure Goddard will be here on Friday. We'll probably see some coaches in, you know, blue jackets with, uh, you know, clipboards and things like that. I don't know if they do they scout that way anymore. I, I used to remember in the old days. They do. They probably won't wear blue jackets. They'll probably be a little more conspicuous. Inconspicuous. inconspicuous. But, uh, no, I remember the old days. It always seemed like uh, whoever – there was always a couple scouts from the other team. You had two guys on your staff you generally sent to your next opponent. Now everything's on huddle and broken down and computerized. And, you know, I like the old days where they were drawing plays and formations and writing down who the guys to watch Yeah, were. that does sound like fun. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of wasted energy, a lot of wasted work. Yeah, I like the old days. Winfield and El Dorado, that'll be the 4 versus 13 matchup going on tomorrow, Steve. And then Ulysses takes on Arc City. Those are the other three games that are on McPherson's half of the 4A West bracket. Right. So, there's a great chance that it could be Arc City against Winfield, the Cali County Cup, in the round of 16. On the bottom half of the bracket, that one feels very chalky mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It feels like a lot of the higher seeds can win there. Andover Central, Augusta, Bueller, and Mulvane. You got some really... Bad teams on the bottom half, it seems like. Circle, Independence. Who's the other one? There's one other really bad team. Coffeeville. Eh, the Ville. The Ville's. Wellington. Not. Well, yeah, Wellington's not. So maybe take that bad comment back. Well, I think it's just because Indy and Circle are on there. Yeah, it starts to make you remember the good old days yeah. for the Independence Bulldogs. That's right. We were good. Steve, we're going to take one more break. When we come back... We need to do the first half of your fearless forecaster predictions okay. for tonight. 
Because okay. we have three area teams that are in action. Sounds good. You think you can handle that? I can handle that. I'm going to hope you can. All right. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Frankenstein Frankenstein cell. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's time for some fearless forecaster predictions it. just for tonight. Just the three games. We don't tonight. need to go into what's going on tomorrow. We gotta save it for Friday. Okay. As it's going to be a very, very busy Friday. But there are three teams playing tonight. Eight man division one. Where would you like to start? I think the best game of the night, Little River South Gray. All right, the Little River Redskins, they're 7-1, they, taking on the 5-3 and three South Gray Rebels. Yeah, South Gray, I looked at some of their scores, the teams they played. They played some pretty good teams, played them halfway tough. Little River just hasn't really played anybody lately. Uh, they've been point-ruling everybody. I think this one's a little closer than what Little River's been playing, but uh, my people tell me Little River's playing really good football right now. Little River 38, South Gray 12. Well, let's stay out west as the Mound Ridge Wildcats are the only team that is on the road of our three eight-man teams. They are taking on Hodgman County, who they played in the postseason last year. Hodgman County 7-1, Mound Ridge is 4-4. Four four. Do the Wildcats have a chance tonight? I don't think so. I, I, I think Hodgman County, uh, Coach Meek said they've got the best running back in eight-man Division One. Now, I don't know who that is, but... He says Hodgman County has... Seems the, great. Yeah, it must be great. So, Hodgman County, 35, Mound Ridge, 7. And then the Kenton-Galva Eagles on the east half of 8-man Division One, taking on the Chase County Bulldogs. Already a 46 to nothing winner over Chase County earlier this season. Do the Eagles play into the second half? I guess that's probably the big question. I don't think so. I think it's over at halftime, 52-6. to six. All right, those are your fearless forecaster predictions for this week. For, for tonight. For tonight. And then we'll dive into the rest of them coming up tomorrow. Do you feel confident? Fearless had the worst week of his career last week. What was the record last week? 10-7. and seven, Man. 0-4 in the Big 12. That's hard to do, Steve. Yeah, but KU won, K-State won, Iowa State lost at home to Oklahoma State, and Texas lost. So I don't think a lot of people probably would have picked many of those games correct. Well, I think a lot of people, they're just way smarter. Well, that's probably are. what it is. That's right. So, Steve, speaking of a prediction, are you glad that I allowed you to get out of Golden State as your NBA well, finals? Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry. <laughs> Stephen Curry. Steph Curry broke his hand, so who knows how long he'll be out. Are you glad that I let you out of that? Well, I think you should have. How about this? Because that was your prediction on oh, day one of the NBA. I know. And I said, Steve, come on. But I how about Andre this? Was there. How about this for the last six games? Here are the season-ending injuries that Golden State has had going back to the playoffs. Okay. Kevin Durant. Okay. Clay Thompson. Okay. Steph Curry. Not bad. All three of those guys have had season-ending injuries in the last three of the six best games. Eight players in the league, probably. Now one of those took Kevin Durant away. Yeah. Still has had a year left, but that took him away, and so he has to sit out this year. But yeah, tough going for Golden State. 
So you're welcome for letting well, you get dynasty, out of that. The dynasty's over. The dynasty, well, when Durant left after last year, the dynasty kind of ended. But then Clay Thompson's injury was huge. Steve, the big one tonight, McPherson Ice Soccer. It's Halloween, but they're playing soccer tonight. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Emporia has got two guys that combined for 66 goals this year. One has 30, Elijah Williams and uh, Wilbur, Le- Le- I can't say his last name, Lever Verde or something like that. Landaverde. Landaverde. Wilbur Landaverde. 34 and 30, it wasn't your best effort. 34 and 32 goals, respectively. So it's going to be a shootout tonight. The Bullpups, uh, I'll tell you, with Drew Schrader and Britton Hague, the way they've been scoring lately, uh, they could match them. It should be a fun one tonight in the regional finals as McPherson takes on Emporia with a win tonight. They will make a trip to the state tournament with a state quarterfinal matchup next Tuesday for the 19th time in program history. That's pretty impressive. Not bad for just a small-town Kansas high school soccer program trying to go up against the big boys. That's right, because let's face it, all the power in soccer in this state, Kansas City area, Topeka area, Wichita area. So that will be our only game of the night at 6 o'clock. We will have Halloween music going on throughout the afternoon and the evening, Oh, I'll bet Casey's got some good stuff. Yeah, Chuck and Casey will go from 1 to 5. Oh, Chuck's on. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's road tripping, but a Halloween road trip. I don't know where you go on a Halloween road trip. Sounds good. Better watch out for the kids. Better go to Independence, Neowalla. And then they'll be back on from 8 to midnight tonight. Really? (laughs) I did not know that. you got to remember, I am going. I think you're out of the loop today, I'm Steve. I'm going really hard back in my office, and there's no windows or anything. Well, you were going real hard when I walked in about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon and had your feet up on the desk on the phone with somebody. Well, I was, I was relaxing. I was taking a break. Going real hard, but the relaxing there. So, Steve, big question. What kind of candy are you going to send out tonight for all the kids? I'm not going to be home tonight, so. Well, no, I, I didn't ask how, what you're going to give out, what you're going to set out for the kids. For the kids? Yeah. Probably little Milky Ways. That's not a bad or little, suggestion. Little, uh, what's the other one? Not Milky Way. Yeah, Milky Ways. That's what it is. I was thinking Three Musketeers. Yeah, that'd be a good one too. Oh yeah, yeah. Kit Kats? No Kit Kats? No Kit Kats. No. You said dots the other day. I like dots. Of course, you can't really give those out because they stick to the. But I like dots. I think that's a bad Halloween one. Just go that chocolate. Is, that is bad Halloween candy. Now, Steve, the thing I say is that you got to be a good Halloween person or else the kids know. They know where the bad people are. They know where the people are that don't give out candy. Well, I'm one of the bad people. And they know where the people are that give out the king-size candy bars. Is that Jim's place? Well, I, I'm not saying I, I am or I'm not, but I am saying they do know. Have you ever been TP'd before? No. Do you know what that means? Yep. Okay, good. I've been egged. You've been egged? Oh, yeah. <laughs> recently? Not recently, but I got egged a couple times some of my early years I was here. Wow. Yeah. Must have written some bad stories I back did. in the I day. I must have. All and, I'm saying is. And my car was parked in the garage. I had a garage that didn't have a, you know, a cover on it or whatever you call it. The, it was just open on the top? It, it, no, it was it was open, but it's, it, you're, you know, there was no drawer, uh, door on it. There was no door on my, you just, it was underneath and, and. It got bombed. <laughs> well, it's probably because you weren't giving out good enough candy I bars. I guess not. All I'm saying is on Halloween, make sure you give out some good candy it's bars. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. That's right. So you're going to go buy some right now? Well, I'll at some point. I have faith. Well, little dude coming. I'm going to hold you to it. All right. If you don't tomorrow, I'm going to expose you. Oh, well. 
Everyone knows I'm a bad person anyway. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, the happiest Halloween man in the city of McPherson. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.